Hey, welcome to Blue Wire. After you finish listening to this awesome Blue Wire podcast, make sure you check out the other pods in our Blue Wire family. Okay, I know, you're probably wondering, how do I do that? Well, it's simple. Go to iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts and search Blue Wire. Ta-da! They will all be there, so have fun listening. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to the Trench Warfare Podcast. I'm your host, Brandon Thorne. And I have a really special guest with me today. I actually have Georgia Tech assistant head coach, run game coordinator, and offensive line coach, Coach Brent Key. He also has been with Alabama, UCF. He's a Georgia Tech alum. Uh, I've gotten to interact with him a little bit via Twitter uh, when he was coaching Alabama. And it's just been awesome to to watch the units that he's coached and all the success he's had. So I'm I'm really appreciative of him of him uh, coming on the podcast and uh, coach. Welcome to the show. Thanks for being here. What's up, man? How are you? Uh, I'm doing great. Great to be on. Great to be on. And anytime uh, get a chance to talk about O line men, O line play, or uh, anything to do with our position, man, it's it's a it's an honor. So thanks for having me on. Yeah, for sure. Definitely. This is this is really cool. And let's get right into it because I. You know, I was reading up on just your career, and man, it's 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 a pretty impressive track record that you have. Uh, beginning back to when you played at Georgia Tech, you played right guard. You're a four-year starter. You made All SEC. You, I believe you had 44 starts. Um, so you had a really good college career as an offensive lineman, and I know that that is, I'm sure, helped you along the way. But um, did you always think that you were going to be a coach when you were? playing at Georgia Tech and how did that transition happen for you um you know I, I, I really didn't I, I went to college and you know like like most guys didn't have really a clue what I wanted to do um yeah you know you know as far as career-wise and you know started out in, as, as an engineer engineering and then got into uh you know, knew I didn't really want to do that so focused more on business and kind of thought I want to be an entrepreneur run things but uh, you know run my own company here whatnot they still didn't really have a good clue and um you know i i was i I was very lucky to be coached you know by some guys that had a really really strong influence on me as coaches and mentors and teachers and um just kind of played out and played out and uh you know i've been entertaining it been thinking about it um had a good college career uh didn't have the opportunity to play in the nfl but when i when i found out that opportunity wasn't going to uh present itself um, coach O'Leary, who's our head coach, said, well, look, I've got a – I know you've talked to me about coaching. He said, I've got a graduate assistant spot um, that's going to open up. And, you know, I was naive at the time and didn't really understand how those things worked. And I'm like, oh, okay, well, if it doesn't work out, you know, I'll come back. He goes, no, no, no. He goes, I need to know today if you're going to take it or not. So um, he gave me a graduate assistant spot, and um, it kind of kind of rolled from there. So it was. Uh, that's kind of how I got into it. Like I said, I was my first year as a GA was uh, was Bill O'Brien's first year as a coordinator here at Georgia Tech, and worked one. You know, worked with him, and then you know the my first year as a GA as well was Jeff Collins, who's the head coach here now, who I work with. It was his uh, first year as a tight ends coach. So it was kind of right. it's a great staff. Um, you know, I was coached by you know Mac McCorder, Doug Marone for three years, Mac McCorder for a year, and GA underneath him. Um, some really, really good offensive line coaches. So I think all that together really steered me into the direction that I am now. 
Yeah, so it's it's pretty cool how it goes for full circle like that, almost a little under 20 years later, and now you're working for Coach, who was the tight ends coach then. I think that's pretty cool how that came about. Um, but, you know, your career as a player, how has that, do you think, helped you coach offensive lines specifically? Um, I tell my guys all the time that I coach, I said, if I'm telling you to do something one way and I'm pretty pretty much a stick on it because I probably messed it up in my career as a player right. <laughs> from, from, from doing it another way. So uh, gotcha. that stayed with me and carried, carried on with me kind of throughout my whole career. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, you start off at Georgia Tech, graduate assistant, and then you go to Western Carolina, coach tight ends, running backs, and then you're at UCF for a while, I believe 11 years, and you held a lot of hats there. You did – you know, you were a graduate assistant there, and then you went into coaching tight ends, and you became the re- recruiting coordinator. You even were the special teams coordinator for a year. Then you got into offensive line in 2009. And um, was that something that you were always working towards, and was that kind of the goal for you, was to get an offensive line coach position? Oh, there's no question. You know, and I was lucky when I was when I was a GA of uh, being able to work with O-line. And, yeah. Uh, that was, you know – uh, you know, when I was graduate assistant at uh, grad assistant at UCF, worked with the tackles specifically, coached those guys. Um, you know, was fortunate enough to be able to, you know, coach a couple of good players then. Um, Josh Sitton being one of them. Um, Pat Brown went on to play several years, but um, you know, just as a grad assistant, which I was actually, you know, coaching again. Thanks to Coach O'Leary for letting me. Um, had that opportunity to be on the field and hands-on coach, you know, as a grad assistant, that was, you know, I kind of look back on it now, that was the faith, the trust that he had in me that I was going to get it done. So, um, and then it just became a kind of a stepping ladder, I guess, mm-hmm. of, uh, you know, getting as much exposure and experience as anything on the field. Um, you know, being able to, you know, coordinate special teams for a year and had a Dynamic return guy. He's actually the back then conference USA player of the year on special teams, Joe Burnett. Um, and, and that helped prepare me and being able to, you know, speak to big groups and carry a room and, uh, you know, uh, to, to run that room, as you say. And then, you know, transitioning over into the O line after that was, was a pretty easy transition for me. Um, but, I, you know, I, I like to tell people, I say, uh, especially for young O-line coaches out there that you know, want to go out there and learn everything and find out every little trick. I said, the worst, the worst job I probably ever did on the line was the year I thought I knew everything. Um, <laughs> so you got to have a philosophy of what you believe in, and you got to stick to that philosophy and maybe adapt a couple things a year. But to go to a clinic and hear five people talk and think you can totally revamp who you are as a coach, you know, you're really going to do a disservice to the players, you know, I think, when that happens. Got you. Yeah, that's that's a good point. I I know there's a lot to be said about that. And you mentioned a name in there of Josh Sitton, and that's a guy who, I mean, many people who follow NFL offensive line player are very familiar with. He, is, he still is hopefully going to play another year, um, but he's had a long, very successful career after being drafted, I believe, in the fourth round. So, I mean, yep. just, you know, when he was there, like what, what stood out about him as much? And, you know, obviously I, I didn't get to watch him at all back then. So, but, ne- I mean, in the NFL at least, his, he's one of the craftiest dudes there is. I mean, was he oh, like that in college? Yeah, he was. But, you know, really more so in college, it was, the, it was the, how smart he was. I'll never forget him sitting in the meeting and almost getting bored with the installs if it wasn't something, if it wasn't a complicated 
defense with complicated blitzes. He'd be like, oh, whatever, blah, blah, blah. But then wow. he kind of showed how intelligent he was, yeah. you know, to the position. And it shows what kind of the way he plays the game. And, and he's one of those ones, if you watch him play a full game, he probably does 20 different things in 65 plays that you can't, you know, you, as, as a college coach especially, you can't teach a guy to do two of those things in a season. <laughs> um, right. In the, 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 I mean, just the from the from the, the slingshots and the, Grab rounds and the, I mean, just the low cut. I mean, it's unbelievable. <laughs> I've seen him on the backside of an outside zone play. Okay, it's a front side shade, and he's got a plus over backer he's got to get to. And the center jump turns the crap out of the nose, and the nose just fell down. And Josh, in a limited space, actually jumped over the nose guard. Holy and crap. Got to, the, to get to the backer. So yeah, it was a rare blend of, you know, Obviously, power that he has and, and, and agility for that size and just the intelligence all together. Um, but the funny thing is, that, you know, if you look at, at Josh, I mean, he was signed, or I think in January, or not signed, but uh, kind of discovered by the new staff when we got UCF in January. Wow. You know, so some of the some of the better O-linemen, especially early on at UCF, that I was able to be with, you know, from him, Brown. Jaw Reed, those guys actually were unknowns in, recruit, in the recruiting world. Wow. They were signed and, and you know they were discovered in January or had no other offer. So it just goes to show with, with our position, it isn't necessarily the you know the, always the five star yeah top recruiting guy size has speed success in, in the National Football League. Yeah, for it's sure. Still a developmental position, it really is. Yeah, yeah. Obviously, it's so much so so reliant on skill more so than maybe any other position. I think where I think talent can get you by a little bit more. Um, but yeah, that's that's a fascinating nugget there on on sitting. It's really cool to hear some stuff from him uh, back in college because I know a lot of guys appreciate his game in the NFL. So that's that's really cool. Um, oh you know, yeah, and he's and he's he's a he's an awesome dude too. I mean, he's a just the way he appears and looks, the way he kind of carries himself, and you know, he's a you know, he was a huge fan of Bama when I was at Bama, and now he's going to be a huge fan of Georgia Tech again. You know, what would mean to be back here, and uh, that's just the type of guy he is. Yeah, that's that's awesome. He had a a great quote last year in the off season about switching sides on the offensive line, and he compared it to trying to wipe with the other hand. And I, I know that, <laughs> that caught a lot of buzz online and stuff, but I thought that was funny. So you could see his personality coming out whenever he talks and is quoted and stuff, which is cool. No doubt, no doubt. I, speaking of that, I, I mean, I know I'm kind of jumping, you know, sides on you here, Brandon. But no worries. The uh, I was uh, when we moved uh, Leatherwood from left uh, left tackle to right tackle last uh, spring, and then moving into guard. You know, certain. Some guys in the, in the staff room, well, it's just moving from one side to the other. It's all offensive line. And I said, with all due respect, I said, I don't play golf worth shit. I said, but for all you guys in here that play right-handed and you go play 18 holes, and I tell you, do you now go play 18 holes left-handed? <laughs> you, you, and they looked at me, and they uh, they kind of shook their They said, well, that has nothing to do with it. And I said, okay, yeah, whatever. I mean, that's what it is, though. I mean, it's completely switching sides. It's, right. it's totally different. Yeah, and it makes it that much more impressive when a guy when I mean Sitton did it, you know, and he took some time, I'm sure, but 
when guys can actually do it and continue to play at a high level, I mean, that's so impressive because of that. Oh, God. I mean, Jonah, even Jonah making the transition yeah. from, you know, right from left to right and then back to left. I mean, it's a process. We all know that. It's totally changing the, the – I mean, and I, I can say that again. You talk about experiences of being a player. I was the uh, left guard. I was the second team left guard as a freshman. And come all the way uh, – um, get a week before the game, and the guy in front of me, a guy, the starting right guard, broke his arm. So I get moved over to right guard. And as I get moved over to right guard, I'll never forget it. It was the first day of inside run. And we ran, uh, I was at the right guard spot. We ran 46 power, and I pulled to the left. <laughs> and bam, huge collision in the backfield. So whenever that happens and two guys pull in practice and hit each other, I'm like, guys, that happens. Yeah. It's just part of it. It's part of our spot. It's part of our position. You know, you get so programmed in your head. You hear power. I'm pulling. You heard power. Oh, gosh, now I'm on the other side. And it happens. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. It's it's definitely a tough trend. And it gets way overlooked, I think, in the media, especially when they're talking about moving guys around and they make it seem like it's not a big deal. But, you know, it's continually mentioned of how big of a deal it is. And I, yeah, that's that's huge. So you mentioned some Alabama guys. So we'll just go there. After UCF, you get to Alabama. And, I mean, you get to, you know, you're an Alabama native. Um, you, you, I'm sure you understand how big of a deal it is to, to, to be associated with Alabama. Nick Saban's there, all that. And, man, I mean, you were there for three years. You guys went 41-3. and three. You won a national title. Um, you coached a lot of good players, a lot of success. So, yeah, just I'm sure that experience for you is just incredible. You're a Joe, Joe Moore finalist every year. You're a coach there. So, obviously a lot of success. Um, what was it like just kind of, you know, I know there's, I'm sure a ton you could talk about, but just in general uh, about being there, you know, what did you take from, from that experience? And, you know, just kind of, if you could just talk about that a little bit. Yeah, man, it was, it was a, it was a great experience. Um, you know, I think, I think you need, you know, several years there to kind of get the full experience of, of what it's like to, be in a place like Alabama where you know, there's going to be 35,000 people you know, cheering for you on the spring game, walking into the stadium, you know, not, not to mention the hundred thousand that are there, uh, the abundance of resources that are there for, for, for everything. And, you know, it's not as much the, 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 the resources for the players to, to improve and get better. I think that's a pretty level playing field across the most of the power, at least power five schools in the country. Um, I obviously wouldn't have come here. It, to Georgia Tech, if there wasn't the, the the same resources for the players to to be successful, um, right? Anywhere, but it's more the it's more kind of the outside uh, influences that, that that are at Alabama. Um, you know, whether it be the fan base or the uh, you know the size of everything and what it is. I mean, that's and then I mean, obviously, you get the opportunity to coach really really good players, and um, but those players didn't just appear there. I mean, it's the process of recruiting them and developing them and, and, and finding the right guys and um, then kind of taking whatever your mold is of, of a player and putting your your spin and your touch on them. And I feel like I was able to, you know, come in and I feel like I was able to leave, you know, the players better than when I got there. And, you know, I feel like I was able to improve the roster from when I was. I think it's a, it's, it's a really good roster on the position now, but – um, that's kind of a little bit of that. And then, you know, from Coach Saban, I think two things that you that, that really take is, is 
it's really not about the scoreboard. It's not about the opponent. It's not about any of those things. It's just about being the best you can be every day. And then the second part of it is the coach just doing your job. You know, the Belichick philosophy of uh, do your job. Yeah. Same with, 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 with Nick. It's do your job, be the best you can do at your job, and everyone and then will be successful. So gotcha. I think those are a couple of things that really we have to take from it. Yeah, yeah, that's that's awesome stuff. Um, you know, the one of the players that I wanted to ask you about in your time in Alabama is a guy that's coming into the draft this year is going to be in, drafted in the first round. That's Jonah Williams. Um, he's a guy that I started watching initially as a true freshman at right tackle, only the second true freshman to start at offensive line in Alabama. Well, since Nick Saban's been there, him and Cam Robinson. Um yeah. So, you know, immediately you could see, I mean, he was a stud as a true freshman and then having to move positions, play left tackle the last two years. I don't think he's missed a start in his career. Um, no. You know, it's it's hard to, when you watch his film, like I've been the last week or so and I've watched almost every game, um, it's hard to find a lot of weaknesses. There's maybe a couple things here and there. No, no guy's perfect, but... For the most part, I mean, he's extremely technically sound, and um, he does everything well. I don't think there's, like, any glaring weaknesses by any means. Um, just talk a little bit about Jonah Williams and just what you think makes him so special and what stands out most about him. Um, you know, you bring up a guy like Cam, who, you know, being able to coach both of those guys, Cam and Jonah, both, you know, both of them have you know, achieved that rare you know, honor of starting as freshmen, but then at the same time, how different they are as players. Um, you know, Jonas just a he's, he's got the intelligent part. You know, he, he's not a he's not the six 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 seven you know three hundred thirty pound massive guy that everybody feels like a lineman has to be. But I think Jonas also proved that that doesn't necessarily have to be the mold. You know, you know what is the mold of no lineman? You know, to, to to me, to him, you know, kind of what I preached to him over the last you know three years four years now even is, is the mold of a great alignment production mm. mm-hmm. if, you, if, you, if you produce that's the mold of a great alignment and keep others from producing that are across from you um but in yeah, the intangible part the you know the intelligence the work ethic you know he would sit in my office on sunday nights until well past nine o'clock ten o'clock you know, a lot of the coaches in the building already left, and me and Jonah are still sitting there watching film, watching tape. He's texting me at, you know, 1.30, 2 in the morning. You know, hey, coach, I'm watching this to see this. You know, hey, how about we, uh, when we're doing, you know, putting the run game in tomorrow, and we looked at this and, you know, charting people's pass rush moves, you know, into the, using computer programs to do it. Wow. Yeah, so, um, I, you know, a lot goes with the package that whoever's you know, going to be lucky enough to get Jonah is going to get. So, you... Coach, you there? You're there? Yeah. Okay, you there now? Yeah, sorry, you just cut out. Yeah, I'm about to jump in the car. If it, if okay, it, uh... yeah, no worries. We can, we can just yeah. edit it. No, that, that, I think that's, that's what you're getting with Jonah. I mean, he's a... He's all the above, man. Yeah. Great player, great person. Um, been fun to coach and fun to you now you know, follow his career as he moves on to the next level. 
Yeah, for sure. That yeah. that um that work ethic and all the tangibles are so important and it's it's just I know teams love hearing that about a guy like that who's, you know, well touted and everything and he obviously is has that, that that healthy obsession with being great. Um and that's obviously huge, especially at the next level. Um specifically on the field with him is there a trait of his that you think is his best? I mean, I, I really love the way he uses his hands. I mean, I think he's oh yeah it, masterful. We, 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 we have, that's something that I've always taken as a coach. You know, you don't want to, you know, by everybody ever beat your chest or pound your chest or anything. By, but, but the one thing I have to always taken a lot of pride in is, is, is use of hands. Um, you know, I think that goes back to, you know, Doug Marone was a big martial arts type guy within the you know O line and um you know seeing Jonah then take it to a whole nother level it has been really, really fun to be a part of and watch. Um, so I think his hand use is huge. Um I'm about to start my car up real quick. Um all right, you there? Yeah. Okay. Um All right, you there now? Yeah. Okay, perfect. Um, yeah, but that, and then, you know, he's got unbelievable balance. He really does. You know, you know, he, he, you talk about guys rarely being on the ground. I mean, he is. Yeah. <laughs> un- unbelievable balance and body control um, as a player. And then he, 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 he's competitive now. I mean, he loves to finish. He loves to. To, 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 takes pride in finishing blocks and all those things. He really does. Yeah, you can definitely see that. I mean, in terms of that area and just the, the run game, I mean, when I started watching him, I was so impressed with him in the run game, especially how he is on on double teams and deuce blocks, um, you know, things like that in terms of just establishing a fit with his guard and really getting a lot yeah. of vertical movement. Um, you know, so you could tell that he, he takes a lot of pride in every facet of the game and, he you know, not just pass protection by any means. He's a complete guy, and um, I think that stood out a lot when I watched him. You know, he, he really understands defense, too. I think that's something that, that, that we always talk about, and I think it, for an O-lineman is, is not looked at enough as the understanding of defense and what they're going to do yeah. and being able to to, to – Playing your game, kind of based on what they're, you know, the knowledge of what they're going to do. He, he's done, a, he does an unbelievable job of that. You know, knowing where backers are and you know how they're going to fit. You know, you know what like, what stunts are going to happen. Right. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, so the last thing before I let you get out of here is, uh, you know, you're at Georgia Tech now. It's kind of come full circle for you. Um, you know, I, I know you're excited about this opportunity. Um, just, I guess, what can people expect uh, this this year and just the next few in Georgia Tech? I, I think it's fascinating, too, real quick. Um, the head coach, you know, that you've played for before, um, he's he's a great recruiter himself. I know you're known as a great recruiter. I was reading that he used to be with Alabama, and he headed the recruiting team, I guess, in 2008 when Alabama had one of the best recruiting classes ever. Um, so, I mean, I just think it's cool because, 
you know, Georgia Tech, I feel like with the, the talent of recruiting that's going to be going on there and then being in Atlanta, everything else changing the offensive system, I feel like there's a lot of exciting stuff going on there. Yeah, it is. It, it's an unbelievable opportunity for me and my family to be able to come here and, you know, to be in Atlanta, to be with, to be with Jeff and, and the vision he has for the program and then being able to be back home at, at, at a place that, that I'm so fond of and I'm so, um, you know, passionate about. And, uh, you know, I think there's a, there's, there's a real big thing you talk about emotional versus passionate and, you know, to be able to be passionate about something and passionate about a place, I mean, that's just that much more energy that you're going to have, you know, when it goes forward. And, and you're right, you know, the, the recruiting is, is, is the part. The recruiting is the main part. That's what we, that's our life, that's our lifeline. Um, Jeff has a, has a book on his, on, on, the, on the staff table every day. It's a recruit or die. And that's our, that's our thing. We, we have to recruit. We have to recruit the best players. We're not settling for players here. We are going to go out and recruit against the best be the best because that's who we plan on being there, there's there's no um there, there's no settling for mediocrity here and that's not going to happen i don't know what people might have in mind or, or think about the, this place but to be in the city of atlanta to be in georgia to have the, the, the balance of an outstanding academic school um as well as a, a place that has uh, has a very very proud football history to it um special things are about to happen here and they've already started they, they, they're going to continue to happen um, the, the way we'll build the roster kind of within the image of, of who we are as coaches and what we've done in the past um, is, is, is going to be now the next step moving forward. But, you know, when you watch, when you watch us play this year, there, there's one thing you're going to see. There's no doubt we will be a resilient, tough, uh, physical football team. Uh, we will be, we'll be able to run. We'll run with anybody uh, out there when it comes to, you know, being in the game and, and we, we will be a physical unit up front. Uh, there's yeah. <laughs> one thing that I'm going to make sure we, we will, we will be physical. We will finish, we'll finish blocks. We'll finish plays and, and what we might, you know, lack in one area versus some opponent will sure, sure as crap make up for it in, in, in the things we can control. Yeah, absolutely. I have no doubt about that. And I'm excited to watch it, Coach, and I just uh, want to thank you for coming on doing this with me. This was uh, this was great, and I, I don't want to take any more of your time, but thanks a lot for doing this, and I appreciate it. Man, I appreciate you, Brandon. Appreciate all you do for the position and, and, and what you know the, the the passion you have for our position and, and what we do, and being able to continue to do that. And um, you know, I love following you on Twitter and seeing you know the things you put up and the, the insight you put on players, and you know whether it be individual techniques or overall performance of a player. I think you do a heck of a job of that. And, uh, you know, anybody who hadn't followed you or seen you, you know, they definitely need to, that's for sure, because you, you give great insight to the position. Yeah, I really appreciate that, Coach. Thank you, and um, just have a have a great season, and uh, I'm sure I'll talk to you soon. Yeah, for sure. Let me know if you ever need anything, and if you're ever in Atlanta, make sure to stop by. All right, Coach, I will. I appreciate that. The first weekend of the NCAA tournament is the greatest betting event of the year. Whether you like filling out a bracket, picking a national champion, predicting first-round upsets, or all of the above, MyBookie is the perfect home for your March Madness fun. 
Will Zion Williamson and his teammates cement their legacy at Duke with a title? Can Virginia get past its loss to a 16 seed last year? And can Kentucky get back to the Final Four? If you know the answers, or even if you don't, my bookie is the place to get in on the action. They have something for everyone, even you, multiple bracket guy. MyBookie has been in business for years. Their goal is to give you the best customer service in the business. And the best part is they pay out fast when you win. I'm talking 48 hours. Bet with the best, then kick back and enjoy March Madness while you watch your picks cash. Deposit with MyBookie today with promo code BLUEWIRE for a 50% sign-up bonus. That's promo code BLUEWIRE. With MyBookie, you play, you win, and you get paid. All right, everybody. Well, man, I'm so thankful to be able to give that interview to you guys and to be able to have Coach Key come on the show. It's just really it's an honor because I've been following, obviously, offensive line play very closely, uh, especially Alabama and just what they've been able to do up front. And for him to be the architect, the coach of that for the last three years there and just the players he's gotten to coach and the influence he's had on the game um, for him to come on the the podcast is really special. And I thought he gave a a ton of of great information there. And I hope you guys enjoyed that interview. I mean, I'm going to keep trying to get some coaches on here. I know that there's some that are very receptive to it and willing to do it. And I think that that brings a, a whole nother perspective that's really valuable for everybody who listens to this show and who wants to get more insight and just more knowledge about the position. So I'm going to continue to try to bring on players, coaches, hopefully get some more evaluators on here um, and additional analysts as well. So yeah, guys, I hope you uh, are enjoying the show and the podcast so far. Thank you so much for listening and please rate, review and subscribe on iTunes. That, That helps us a lot. And um, yeah, until next time, everybody just take care and see you later.